ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this episode, we're going to have a conversation with one of the hottest DJs in the state of Florida. Representing Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida, my man, Mr. Al Pete. We're going to talk about some of his influences as a DJ. What he thinks about the role of the DJ, especially in these times of this pandemic. And we'll also talk about something that most DJs do not like for us to do as fans. So sit tight. We're going to drop the music. And on the other side, I present to you an interview with DJ Mr. Al Pete. And just like that, we are back once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. And uh, as I mentioned in the intro, we've got a special guest uh, coming into the podcast for the first time. Uh, this guy who I've been rocking with for a minute here on social media. Uh, not only is he a DJ because of the title, obviously, but he's also a fellow podcaster, recent graduate uh entrepreneur ladies and gentlemen welcoming into the 12 kyle podcast for the first time my man al pete al what up baby what's up man how you doing sir how you doing all is well brother all is well how are you man uh you know i'm good man rocking rocking well man thanks for the for the good intro man that was that was solid (laughs) (laughs) no problem no problem yeah like i said man i wanted to get you on here man just to kind of pick your brain uh uh, because uh, I've often said, man, a DJ can make or break a party, right? Um, yep. I'll be honest. There have been plenty of parties that I've gone to where the DJ's been whack, and I've said, oh, man, this DJ's whack. I'm never coming back to this place again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know exactly what I mean. Uh, yeah, but sure. listen, before we and before we end the podcast, we'll definitely tell folks where they can hear you at and everything like that. Um, but I know, you know, right now you're in uh, Jacksonville. Where are you? Or where are you originally from? Uh, well, from Jacksonville. Okay, uh, born and raised. Well, no, not born, but okay. I, I mean, I was I was a military brat. Was born in uh, Tacoma, Washington, but did you know uh, some stuff in Germany, Texas, Tennessee. And then uh parents got divorced. But my family is from Jacksonville. Okay. So the main hub is Jacksonville. So we moved back here when I was like six or seven years old. So this has been my home ever since. There it is. There it is. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, what was your introduction to music? Was it your parents or was it was it friends? What where when you think back, you know, to when you first started getting into music, what was your introduction? So my dad is a uh a big uh, music head. My dad's mm-hmm. side of the family is definitely um, um, on, on to music or whatever. So it was, you know, it was in the 80s when I grew up. Um, he played a lot of records, uh, introduced me to a lot of stuff. My mom played some records too, but my mom's side of the family is more on the, uh, you know, contemporary, uh, you know, gospel side of things. So mm-hmm. I got a little bit of them from, a good little bit of uh, music from just being in church and then you know, spending time with my uh, my grandparents on my dad's side, my um, my uh, step grandma taught me how to play piano, okay. and uncle 
Um, he played saxophone, and he just made it so cool. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to play saxophone. And in the midst of all that, that's when um, I found out about uh, Rap City and Yo! MTV Raps at my mm. dad's house. I mean, at my granddad's house on my dad's side. So, you know, it went from, like, jazz music to, to public enemy. Try <laughs> call Real quick, and it just you know it was a, it was a cool understanding of what that was and and how that music was made. So that was like my my introductions with my dad because he I remember watching Thriller with him, you know, and with the Thriller uh, video. And my mom was like a big Phyllis Hyman fan. Uh, um, you know, uh, what else? Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Patti LaBelle, Ooh, okay. Jeffrey Osborne, that type of stuff. So that was definitely my introductions to it. And of course, you know, in church. You know, you you every state had a mass choir, so we knew about that. We knew about BBCC whinings, the whinings, and stuff like that. So you know, I had that 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 background, and then added on to when I was in a band, just learning like the uh, the theory of you know music and stuff like that. So okay, okay. Now you said you you learned to play the piano. Do you play it? Uh, I guess by ear, or you play it? You know, re- reading music. How do how do you play it? Lately, well, not, well, lately. Cause I, cause I do beats as well. I do production, mm-hmm. so I do a lot of stuff by ear. But you know, it's definitely a good thing, you know, to do it by. Well, I do it by ear because I just know how thing how music sounds. So I know the notes. So if I look at a, at a sheet of uh, music, I can definitely like read it and then mm-hmm. and, and, and see the notes and stuff like that. But um, it's more so I just kind of like humming in my head. And it's only because I've been trained to like, you know, read music and hear tones and stuff like that and be able to identify which key it is and which note it is. So, Mm-hmm. now when it comes to I know you said, you know, they played music when it when your folks or or your aunts and uncles played music around the house. Was there a particular uh, genre that they stuck to? I mean, like if your dad introduced you to hip hop, was it mostly hip hop or was it like R&B? What was the what was the vibe in the house? So I grew up in my, um, and, you know, my mom's side of the family in, in the state with my grandparents. So we couldn't even listen to, uh, we couldn't listen to hip hop. We, <laughs> we couldn't listen to, uh, I think the most that might have been played was, because uh, we had cable and everything. So we had BET, so it was like a video soul. Um, but I don't, I don't feel like my mom would like, let us watch it. Because wasn't they Donnie Simpson? was hmm it was like the man or whatever. And then it was playing the music that she liked to hear. So um, in my mom's house, my mom, my grandparents' house, it was always gospel, R&B. But then when I got over to my my, my granddad's side, on my, my dad's side, it was always, um, it, was, it was jazz. I mean, it was a lot of everything, but it okay. was predominantly like jazz and then, then hip-hop for sure. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, um... Can you think of like some of your, I guess in your formative years, some of the f- your favorite albums, any genre, just some of your favorite albums that you're like, yo, that's my joint. Like just really just kind of bringing back your, like your childhood your, or your adolescence, uh, the albums that you, you really, really rock with. So uh, my uncle, um, Chusky, he's uh, a couple years older than me. And so like he was in, you know, middle school when i was in elementary he was one of the younger uncles okay um so like he was playing hip-hop like crazy um so when i got into it like one of my fondest memories was when like in my ninth grade year like i would always have 
my tape deck and uh you know my my cassette player and I will always be playing um Souls of Mischief album 93 mm. oh like I'm talking about I I remember I can see myself like taking out the trash on Monday morning if I go to school playing 93 till infinity I used to play that album like crazy and then when I um my first tape that that I ever bought was a Ice Cube death certificate. Mm, we yes. bought that because we, we went on the fan reunion trip to uh, Pasadena, and um, you know I had a little bit of a. Uh, I mean, I had good knowledge of like the hip hop action of it, and I, you know, I heard NWA, and Ice Cube always stuck out to me. He's one of my top five. I mean, he's on my top five MCs, oh, but yeah. mm, so I bought that. My cousin bought like digital underground. That was like our first tapes that we we had to like hide it from my folks. But like I remember like bumping that album, Ice Cube Death Certificate, like crazy. Um, of course, we weren't able to really go and buy music like that mm-hmm. because it was just the factor of like sneaking it in the house and stuff. And I just wasn't really with that. So I got a lot of the music from just being in the atmosphere as like my uncle. And just being in church, but like when I really started like buying buying albums, yeah, like I had bought, went back and bought like the Tribe Called Quest and the, you know, the Public Enemies and uh, Big Daddy Kane's stuff like that. So, but like definitely like Souls and Mischief, uh, Far Side, when Outcast came out, uh, definitely I remember that moment too. Like mm-hmm. I remember introduced to um, Southern Player Listed Man. Sure. I. It was, yeah, I was just like, because I was a big, you know, like De La Soul fan, Try Call Quest. Like, I was, I, I loved that, 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 uh, sector of music. I mean, I loved it all because I was listening to NWA. And of course, down here in, in Florida, we had, we had Luke and stuff like that and JT Money. So mm-hmm. that was always planned. But I, and I don't know, when I just saw, um, like, you know, Mac 10 and, you know, Lynch Mob and all them and, and Jungle Brothers and stuff like that. I was like, okay, this is who I really like, like, and this is this is what I want to rock with. Red Man, no M D, all that stuff. And I was just like, yeah, this is the hip hop that I like, really, really, really like. And I just took to it. But I remember buying. Uh, I, well, I remember my, my cousin, the same one that bought Digital Underground. Um, he, I remember we we played in the band and we played for the commencement. My name, yeah, and um, <clears throat> I jumped back on the, I jumped on the bus, and he was just like, "Yo, you gotta listen to this, man." And it was a uh, players' ball. Mm, yes. And I was, I was, I was hooked, man. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm still hooked. Outcast is like my favorite group of all time, man. No doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, just those memories, and then just being, you know, to find out about the Goody Moms and just the Dungeon Fam, like all of that. Like I fell in deep into all of that man and and of course i used to bump like new york music because that's really that's you know we had a you know in the south it's like a gumbo it's a gumbo of music so you you would listen to snoop dogg and dr dre one day and then turn around and listen to to method man or or the purple tape and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um those are like my fondest like memories of just you know buying albums and listening to hip-hop no doubt no doubt so at what point did you decide to become a DJ or or had interest in in spinning? And what age did you you know like get your I guess get your t- turntables or whatever the case may be? Yeah. So, um, fast forward, you know, graduated from uh, high school ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
went to went to college for, uh well I went to Savannah State for three years, then I came back home. Mm-hmm. Um of course, you know, music was you know, I'm still on the music thing hard. But we used to, you know, you had kickbacks, you have like uh house parties mm. and stuff like that. So I used to be the one always by the by the the uh you know, the C D player. So yeah. I would just act like I was a radio Yo, jock. I would act like I, you know, I would be, you know, you know, everybody like drinking and dancing and or cooking or whatever, and I would be the only. I would always be the person that buy the radio, and I play a song, and then you know I just talk through it, you know, and uh, you know what's up, y'all, you know that that hype up stuff. So you know, I, it it would just it was just something to do, you know what I'm saying. And by that time, I was rapping, so I was like doing demos and like you know doing little songs here and there. And I got kind of stagnant with the with the hip hop side of it. Well, as far as with the rapping part, mm-hmm. and my uncle Trey Dwatruski, you know, I I was talking to him about it, and he was just like, "Yo," um, I, I said, "Man, I just don't, you know, I, I feel kind of stuck. I don't know what else to do." And he was like, "You just got to find something different to do." So I was like, "All right, cool." So I put a little thought into it. By this time, I'm like 22, 23, mm-hmm. and then I messed around and won. Um, a thousand dollars off the uh, Dub Banks Morning Show. Like mm. it, was, it was like Tim Caller, you get a thousand dollars. So I was like, all right, let me just call real quick. So I called and I won, and they took my information, and and I got a check. And I was like, well, either I'm a, you know, either I can just you know kind of blow it or like put it on my son because my son was you know a couple years old at the time, mm-hmm. or I can just go buy some you know some equipment. So I bought like a little controller, a small controller, man, and um. I tried it out at one of my kickbacks, and I had a bunch of CDs, and that, and 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 the rest is kind of history from there. Wow, wow, wow! That's 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 now that is what you call a, a breaking down how it all got started. Yeah, 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 man! It was crazy, it, and it was like I, we I did like two parties, and then like somebody at the, the at the second party was like, "Yo, man, I need a DJ for like a wedding, like my my cousin getting married or something." And I was like, "All right, I'll do it. Ain't nothing to it." So I, it was like, I, I, that's how my first gig came. And ever since then, it's always been like word of mouth or like somebody see me DJ, and that's that's how I, you know, that's how it is now, man. You know, like I said, the rest is history. It's just hmm. it just kept going, and you know, of course, you buy more equipment, of and course. yeah, you get you you know, you get more knowledgeable. It's, yeah, it just went like that. So when it comes to DJing, like uh, who are some of, who are some of your uh, influences? Uh, was there any particular DJ that you looked at, or DJs, if you will, that that you looked at and like, yo, I got to be like that? Mm, so it, it was some local people. Uh, King Ron, uh, okay. DJ King Ron, he's here. Uh, I definitely uh, DJ Q four five. He's you know he's here. Doctor Doom. Most of them was on like the radio or like the. They were the 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 prominent DJs at the time. They're definitely like the OGs now. They you know they still DJ, but they, you know not as much. But I remember one time I um somebody told me that I might have been like three or four years in the game in regards to DJing, and somebody told me Jazzy Jeff was uh DJing at the spot, mm-hmm. and and I was like, okay, cool, you know, let's go check it out. And I remember seeing him, and for some reason, like. I don't know. I don't know why I felt like I didn't know that he DJed, or I didn't know how good he was. I don't know, but I all know was when I was there, man, he <laughs> man, he rocked the party, and I've been following that dude ever since. So he's like definitely like on the top list. Like he's definitely like number one that I look up to, and 
um, just see the things that he uh, the things that he played in his transitions. Is all, I mean, I just love how I just love how he you know he handles himself, man. Of all these years, yeah, he just handles himself well. So yeah, definitely Jazzy Jeff. Um, I study a lot of other DJs as well. I'm inspired by a lot of DJs too. A lot of uh, local DJs, DJs in Orlando, like my man Ghost Rider. He's definitely like a pioneer when it comes to like how he handles the crowd and how he just handles music in general. Um, I love Wally, uh, Wally Sparks. Mm, Wally, yeah, he's dope. Man, Wally Sparks is dope, man. I, I had a chance to interview him on my podcast, and and it was, yeah, man, it was just, he's dope. Um, you know, like Kid Capri. Um, you know, it's a lot of DJs, but those are like the main ones gotcha. who I really like look at and 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 study no doubt no doubt and, and i mean those are some heavy hitters jazzy jeff's probably one of my all-time favorites um it, right now at the time of this recording we're in, in the era of the uh covid19 coronavirus um so we're all under quarantine and we've seen how you know djs uh have really for the lack of a better term taken over and you know br- brought the party back really if the party ever left but i mean from you know obviously seeing what a guy like dj d nice did to you know other djs that are on it seems like there's one one or two prominent djs on on ig or you know facebook live and they're spinning everyday jazzy jeff um to clark kent to quest love to ninth wonder just to name a few um so in this time, and what do you think about the influence the DJs have had, you know, basically keeping us entertained when we can't go out and go to a club or go to a, a lounge or something? And they, you know, they've literally kept the party going for us uh, almost every night. Man, the influence has been big. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, if. We to call the governor or whoever <laughs> for for them to give us like purple hearts and so, you know so, right right because <laughs> like the DJs have like been I mean it's been other situations that you know people been catching up with their families people been catching up on shows people starting up uh, you know a lot of uh, hobbies and goals that they've been wanting to start up but and that's fine and dandy but. I just feel like hands down the DJs have all, have really like lifted up a lot of people's yeah. spirit. A lot of people. I think they I mean, and I'm I'm not being biased by saying that because I haven't been online DJing like how I feel like I should because I just been playing the role of admin and I just been trying to do the the the, the technicalities of a lot of stuff in regards to it. Mm-hmm. So by the time I do all the technical stuff, I'm like burnt out a little bit. I'm like, well, you know, I don't want to jump online because I'm just tired or I'm like, I need to study something else. But for for the DJs to single handedly get get on these on these nets and and really like lift up people's spirits, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's like tremendous to me. It's like great. Especially like I remember when, you know, this is like a month and a half or two months ago when D Nice, you know, that whole D Nice situation, mm-hmm. we had all those people come in yeah, and like hundred thousand. I'm like, yo, like the influence that a DJ has is so remarkable. And, um, you know, selfishly said, I feel like, you know, 
you know, people need to acknowledge the DJs a lot more. The, the you know, the ones that are doing the great, the great stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really say too much more on that. Uh, you know, from what I'm saying now, but mm-hmm. the DJs definitely are like, you know, the the DJ saved my life. That oh, that no question. Yeah, that whole thing is the, that that that's definitely what it is. You're right. I, it, they really have kept us going. You know, um, I, I just like I said, I man, to be honest, probably prior to this, I don't think I ever had sat and watched a DJ set on IG Live. And from D Nice to like I said, Clark Kent to some of some of just about everybody, man, I've sat and and watched and commented and just jammed, you know, to, you know, somebody said like ninth one, was doing a set the other night. And I, man, I just happened to see it pop up on, when I was on IG and I was telling myself, I was like, okay, I'm going to sleep. So I clicked on it and he was rocking. I was like, all right, I'm gonna listen to a couple of songs. And I'm gonna shut it down. But he was in that, that part of the mix of where you just know it was just, it was jam after jam after jam. And I looked up again, it's like an hour and a half later. So, you know, it's like you said, it's just been very, very much entertaining. Um, now I do know just in a little bit that I, well, I know a lot about DJs, but I'm not a DJ, but I have a great admiration for DJs. Yeah. But, um, I do know that one of, if not the biggest pet peeve of DJs, or at least a lot of DJs are, you know, people asking for requests. Oh, uh, for sure. For so, sure. So why is it that, you know, just you out, Pete? personally why why do you you know not necessarily prefer requests i'm not able to be artistic like how i want to because mm-hmm. i understand i understand what any any gig that i'm doing i understand what type of gig it is what needs to be played i understand people want to have fun but at the same time too you want to keep the the elegance of the event party whatever the case may be so for somebody to come and just ask you to play something like out of the norm, it just kind of takes you out of that that mode. And then on top of that, just to be frank, it, I mean, a lot of times with the the music that they ask is not fitting for the mm-hmm. setting, and it just it it would just throw it throws everything off. And then you know when it comes to a party, man, you know the 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 top three things when it comes to partying is like the DJ. The bartender and and whoever's you know the food that's there, mm-hmm. then they like the people and stuff like that. So, you know, any 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 music that happens at the party is like you're fully responsible of it, even mm-hmm. if it wasn't your fault. Like somebody can you know pull the plug out by mistake, you know, people are gonna automatically be like, uh uh-uh. uh, like what you know what you, what you doing, DJ? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that it's that whole pressure of it. So like, you know, a lot of DJs, you know including myself, you know, when we in that mode, we understand the mode that we're in. We understand the part, you know, the people that are there. We know that we're here to provide a service and to like, you know, get people to, you know, the the jam out and have a good time. So for somebody to come and interrupt it and, you know, it just, you know, I know a lot of people feel discouraged when, you know, somebody asked them to, uh, to mm-hmm. play something because they feel like, they might not be doing the job that they feel like they should, and it's just it's it's a whole it's a it's a heavy pressure on me, and I'm, I know for other DJs to like you know what I'm saying to get in front of people and DJ, especially now like 
we talking to screens. Like, there's nobody around us. Mm-hmm. So we're, like, talking to a screen. So it, it, it makes it ten times more uncomfortable. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's all these factors. And the last thing you want is somebody to come and just be like, yo, can you play this, blah, blah, blah. And it don't right. fit the mold or nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it is crazy, man. Like, you know, when you doing a, uh, a party for, like, you know, 40, 50-year-old people, man, it's like, like, if you're doing a 40th birthday party or a 50th birthday party, and it's just crazy how, like, somebody will come and, you know, be like, yo, man, can you play, like, Kodak Black? You know, I'm like, I mean, like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And it's and it's people, and, like, the, the people that are in there, you know, it's, and it's easy as all outdoors to really do, like, parties like that. Because I came in that same era. Mm-hmm. So, playing music for a 50th birthday party, 40th birthday party, even, like, 30, 35 or 30, like, you know, you know they want to hear, like, top hits for sure, but... Mm-hmm. Most of these people want to hear like the throwbacks, especially when somebody, when the host tells you, they're like, "Yo, like, play all the '90s stuff, right, you know, right, the, right. you know." And like, even with the '90s stuff, like, I don't mind playing like Luke and all that stuff, but at the same time, too, like, you know, we grew up on like, on you know, Outkast and and Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna play all the stuff and and the New York stuff. I'm gonna play all the stuff that we, you know, we grew up on. And then somebody just come and be like, yo, can you play a song like that my kids listen to? And this is crazy. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. I, I get a kick out of hearing DJs talk about it. And I mean, that's been even more prevalent now that we're in the situation that we're in. Um, and that actually leads me to another question I just thought of. Uh, I remember um, my man Questlove from The Roots, who also DJs as well. He's a really good DJ, by the way. Uh, yeah. Questlove was DJing a gig at the White House. This is when President Obama was there. And um, because surely he he wouldn't be DJing for 45. Um, (laughs) So anyway, (laughs) Questlove is there. And he said, you know, like he had this immaculate playlist that he had set. And he was, you know, he was playing the music or whatever like that. And he was playing it. And he, I guess, got to a point in the in, in the probably halfway through where he was going to like just take it to the next level. And he's like, he went to play something and it just didn't hit or it was, I think what happened was he, he, the way he described it was like the Obama girls wanted to hear something else. And it wasn't that they requested it, but like whatever the next song that he went to, just didn't really hit the way he thought it would. And then President Obama said, well, hey, you know, I think you're doing a good job, blah, 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 but can you play such and such? And he didn't request a a specific song, but it just, I think, just based on the way that he described it, he read the crowd wrong in that particular song. Have you ever had a moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to kill it with this right here, and you play the song, and it, it, it either clears the dance floor or it just don't hit the way that you thought it would? Yeah, a couple of times. I mean, oh yeah. I mean that that's uh yeah, that's standard. I, I feel like yeah. I feel like every DJ goes through that. I mean I mean I've definitely, you know, went that route or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Funny because like my homie um Larry Love, shouts out to him if he's listening, but I, uh he always tells me like when I be playing 
because most of the people down here be wanting to hear like you know the typical trap stuff mm -hmm. and you know, the crunk stuff and all that stuff and that's fine but like i'm like dog like there's so much other music out there right. and um you know he told me he was like man this is the way that you play it and i'm like okay cool i i guess i got like this soulful way of playing like trap music like i you know i actually like blend them in versus like other djs where they just kind of come and just throw on the record and just let it play so like i've had moments where i've like eased it in or mm -hmm. you know and have you know get some artistic flow about it and you know people just you know they'd be like uh-uh like you know what i'm saying it, it just don't, and it'd be it'd be the songs they want to hear it's just the way that i deliver it and you know sometimes people just be like well that was kind of off you know that's not the way that I would imagine it being played. So, I think that that's definitely the mode that I'm all that I where I've like quote unquote cleared the floor. But you know, you cut on something again, and you cut on something that will get them back on the floor, and then you just kind of go with that flow. And you know, it's all about testing them, testing the floor, out, testing the crowd out, and true, seeing true who's in the crowd and stuff like that. And you're like, all right, well, let me see what I, what I do if I play this or play that or whatever. So it's it's been know a couple of times that has happened and you know okay. people just you know you know what i've it be part of sometimes where i uh you know people you know you you can play the, every song that people want to hear and they'll just get on the floor and dance for that one song and then walk off and then go sit down <laughs> yes <laughs> and you'd be like damn you, like you'd you be behind the tables like well darn am i even doing a great job but then like they'll come to you at the end of the night and be like man i had the best time ever and i'd be like well, I didn't. I couldn't tell because when I played this other song, y'all cleared the flow, and it is like, so it just be weird, man. It's weird, man. I mean, you know, it. No doubt, no jerker. Doubt. Yeah, that that is. Oh my god! So so that 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 sounds like a lot of crowds, a lot of crowds. Um, last question before we get out of here, man. Um, so. DJ Al Pete is on the ones and twos, and this is just for people who've never heard you spin before. You're on the ones and twos. What can people expect to hear? It depends on um, well, it, de it depends on the setting. So, if I'm doing, I mean, if I'm doing a wedding, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I, it, when I do a wedding, I I, I go kind of everywhere. Okay, okay. I, I love. Love doing sets where I'm like, where I can go everywhere, where yeah. I can go old school, new school, reggae, pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I love going like I guess across the globe. I love doing those type of sets. So, um, for the most part, I, I you know, well, I, I will say it's different settings for sure. But mm -hmm. you know, in a general sense, I'm I'm going all across the board. Yeah. So I'm you know I, I might spend. 10 to 15 minutes on, you know, like some classic R&B, 10, you know, like 10, 20 minutes on like, some, you know, some quick hip hop, you know, and I love mixing like old school with new school. Mm -hmm. So it's easy. I know. DJ <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll play like, um, like even the mix that I did that I, for typical music I did. Like, I love when I play, uh, LL Cool J, uh, like the who do you love song? Mm -hmm. Well, so that line where he say, you know, hot sex, hot on, the sex on the platter, yeah. So I let that echo a little bit, and then I just go right into like try call hot, quick. Hot sex on the platter. Yeah. So it, but that, but that's just me being a you know uh, enthusiast when it comes to music. So I love doing those like 
old school, new school thing. And I love getting the response from like the crowd when they like I'll play uh, Shanice. Uh, I love your smile, and then come behind it and play Chris Brown's Undecided. Mm. And people be like, "What?" Like you know, what I'm saying it's crazy. Like people, people get so fascinated. So that's that's what you're gonna get from me. Like I'm gonna throw a little bit of lesson in it, but for the most part, I'm there to like rock the party. So I'm like going everywhere. Like I'm not gonna just stay in one pocket unless I'm doing like a party where they just want like nothing but old school. Right, or right, right. Or when we do like R&B mostly. Like, it's a uh, monthly event that we do. So, the R&B mostly part, of course, 80% of the music we're playing is, like, R&B music. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I'll play that, and then the mostly part, we'll throw some hip-hop in there and, and, and go from there. But, yeah, you gonna, you gonna I'm going around the globe when, when you hear me, DJ. No doubt, no doubt. Well, before we get out of here, man, tell folks where they can where they can find you, where they can uh, follow you, where they can hear you at uh, uh, all, all over Okay, so the the one stop shop is mrralpete dot com. It's m r a l p e t e dot com. You can go there. Um, it'll take you where where I got mixes on there. Um, I got my hip hop albums on there. I got a lot of other projects I do, podcasting, um, articles, all that stuff. So mrralpete dot com is the one stop shop. Um, uh, my my brand uh, website is npn llccom That's where you can go to like the podcast section. I got a, a podcast network. Um, just a lot of content that goes on around Jacksonville. I, you know, I post on there. For the socials, uh, every social is Mr. Alp. It's M R A L P E T E. That's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. That's where you can find me. And on Mondays. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, Sound of Duval. Shouts out to you, man, for always like rocking with me on that. Oh, no problem, man. I enjoy I enjoyed the the Cubicle Monday uh, mix. Uh, I, I enjoyed every Monday, man. Every Monday. Man, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. So yeah, on Mondays, nine a.m. noon, five p.m., eight p.m. You can um I, I have a new mix every week. So it's it's on the sound. It's on soundofduval.com. So that's soundofduval.com. And you can check it out. Um, it's like an hour mix. On Thursdays, I do. Uh, I, I need to be a little bit better with it, man. But I do a Groove Sweet, mm-hmm. the Groove Sweet mix. So that's that's the one where I'm kind of like playing a little. You know, I get a little deep into my neo soul R and B. You know, the new soul, um, the new R. You know, the the good hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good hip hop, but. Yeah, nevertheless, on Thursdays at nine o'clock, that's when I do uh, the Groove Sweep Mix show. Um, I'm starting to do Saturday mornings online on, on okay. Instagram, so I do a mix. It's you know at nine o'clock in the morning, just kind of get everybody going. So that's where y'all can find me and listen to me at. True indeed, true indeed. Well, as you all know, you we want to thank you all for tuning in. You know where to find me because you've been listening this long, <laughs> but uh, make sure that you not only listen, but download and subscribe and tell a friend about the 12 Kyle podcast. This podcast can be found on all platforms where podcasts are free. So that's going to do it for us. So for my man, Al Pete, I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. We'll catch you guys next time. Five G's. <laughs>